0: Hello, hello and welcome to today's podcast, our first for 2023 and season two of the Big Hearted Education podcast. Welcome to a brand new year. How was your holidays? I hope that you got to have some rest time and rejuvenation time over the end of year break. Uh, I know myself personally was very burnt out by the end of last year. It was a big year um, coming off the back of two previous years that were also large and obnoxious so I was very much ready to stay home, go nowhere and rest and recuperate and I lost count of the amount of naps that I've had. In fact so many naps were had and were loved so amazingly that I've decided to add naps into my daily rhythm whenever I possibly can. It's not always going to be able to happen, but when I can, I am determined to honour that side of me that requires me to switch off and download the morning that has been and reset and recalibrate for the afternoon. I wonder if you can find space to do that at some point too. And I am by no means saying sleep when the children are there, but I am saying rest, lay down, let your whole body relax and drop in and just be in that stillness. Because 10 minutes of that stillness can be as effective as a sleep So anyway, now that you've listened to me (laughs) lecture you on the benefits of resting, uh, I wanted to bring today's podcast um, to you. It is a little bit nerve wracking for me. It is my first solo podcast. However, will I stay on track (laughs) and not go off onto tangents? I do not know, but I will try my very best for you. So today, I wanted to talk about my top 10 tips on being ready to start the year. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund, and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Okay so we are at our top 10 tips to start the new year. Some of you have only just come back, some of you might have been back for a few weeks but it's never too late to get yourself organised and prepared. So what are my top 10 tips? My number one tip, and I've done this for the last couple of years now, instead of having New Year's resolutions, I decided to have a word that would sum up my year and bring me back to uh, going in the right direction for myself. So this year, my word is transparency. So at the end of last year, uh, Brian had a serious workplace incident and uh, it was very, very traumatic. It was the most traumatic thing that happened to our family to date. Um, He wasn't injured, but he was the first responder to an untimely demise in his workplace, to put it nicely. And supporting someone through that uh, was, was very, very challenging. Uh, it brought up so much stuff. It's a very long road for recovery for my partner. So we've had to change the way our household runs, so to speak, because it's going to be a number of months before Brian is able to return back to work. So it's, of course, meant that I've had someone – up in my grill all day, every day, and I'm used to working at home on my own. So it's been a, a real adjustment um, period, uh, as well as quite literally having our hearts cracked open and having to sit in vulnerability and be comfortable in the uncomfortableness of vulnerability. Cue reading Brene Brown <laughs> over the Christmas holidays. Um, and it's been... While it's been one of the most awful, awful, awful experiences I have ever encountered and I've never cried so much in one stretch in my entire life, it's also been one of the most beautiful as well because it has forced us to be very, very present with our our emotional needs Um, and I can honestly say I always thought I was a fairly emotionally connected person. Uh, Turns out I probably wasn't and I've had a little bit of a kick up the pants to give me a, a lesson in how to very much be present with my emotional needs. So looking at the past two years and really noticing my energy levels and how I've performed and the things that I've done and the things that have happened in front of me and to me and for me and because of me. Um, I, I really had opportunity to sit over the break and think about this particular word that was going to drive me forward this year and the word that kept coming up was transparency. So for me, being transparent with my feelings all the time is an act of massive courage because for a lot of my life I've had to um, mask how I felt uh, being undiagnosed but self-diagnosed inattentive ADHD uh, and going through that exploration last year opened so many doors and old wounds personally um who who thought they were getting this kind of conversation this morning anyway i digress I'm, i'm being transparent it's my word this year and you're going to be transparent right along with me um it was, it was a journey because I had so many aha moments all the times in my life. Oh, Victoria, she needs to stop worrying about what everybody else is doing and concentrate more on herself was such a prominent theme in all of my report cards as a kid. And I look back now and I go, you know what? I was preparing. I was preparing to manage a large team and those skills that I will were. I was practicing well like a hyper focus for me so but with that came shame because every time your teacher says to you and I know what it's like to have one of those children in the class who thinks they know better but sometimes I did anyway um, I know what that's like to have a child in the class that really um, pushes your identity as a teacher I know what that's like I've experienced it firsthand uh, but with that came shame and with that came the the skill of masking myself. So I dulled all of those skills that I was practicing and learning down. I dulled them and, and I took my shine off myself. And it has been a couple of years of stepping into that space of leadership and all of the imposter syndrome comes up with that and that probably surprises a few people I know I come across as very very confident but I will leave a situation and go and review and process everything that was said everything I said everything I did everything that was said to me everything I was a part of and look at how I could have done this better and so Undoing all of that and sitting in that space and my commitment to self this year is that act of transparency. It is also an act of self love uh, because I want to step unapologetically into twenty twenty three as the person I am and not be ashamed of that or dull my shine or smooth my rough edges for anybody anymore. Maybe it's because I'm hitting 43, I I don't know, but that is certainly what has come up for me this year and that was a very long-winded way of giving you a suggestion of a way that you could look at your year moving forward or coming into this year as well. What is a word that sits with you, that resonates with you, that is one that you can keep coming back to when you sometimes get a little bit off track or you get a bit lost or you feel a little bit deflated or even if you're like me, you get way, way, way excited and you get caught up in these big ideas and big dreams and goals that you start to forget that actually – I've got to do the work that's right in front of me. What what is the word that you want to take forward with you into this new year? So that is my first tip into heading into 2023 is to really sit in contemplation for a word that you can take with you to help keep you focused and on track this year. So tip number two is to clear the clutter. Now, I know a lot of you spent time over the break uh, rearranging, cleaning, getting rid of your your clutter in your family daycare space. And I think it's Linda McNaught who graciously shared on social media, her experience with the beautiful Susie Willett from the Organised Educator. And apologies, Linda, if it wasn't you and it was somebody else, but your name's popping up there for me. So um, they spent about four hours going through all of the resources and Linda, and I'm just going to say it's Linda, if it's not, you'll have to tell me and we can make an adjustment in the show notes, (laughs) Um, has a shed devoted to family daycare resources Oh, to have a shed devoted to family daycare resources or a she shed would just be the dream of so many educators. But the trap of having a shed like that is that you fill it because we don't like empty space and we want to fill it up. And there's only so much a family daycare educator can use in a career and Letting go of things can sometimes be really, really challenging. So I know a lot of you have already gone through that process, but what I want to encourage you to do is to take that one step further and clear the clutter on your phone. Get rid of the old photos. Maybe you need to create a drive where you can upload kindy photos so that they sit in the drive and then maybe there's ones that you want to really really keep forever and then there's other ones that you're ready to let go of or to perhaps put into a folder and email to families so they can keep them themselves I went through cleaning my computer yesterday because it was running really slow and I cleared 8 gigs of photos that I didn't even remember I had on my computer. And these were from my family daycare, and um, they were duplicates, actually duplicate photos. Um, eight gigs of duplicates. I mean, the ridiculousness of that. Like it, this just because it's unseen clutter, it doesn't mean that it's not taking up brain space in your uh, awareness or your field of how you operate. Um, apologies if you can hear the tune in the background it is my washing machine which has a really long song to alert me that it's finished anyway um, so having that space on my computer I didn't realize that it's like my an extension of my left arm and same with my phone it's they're like extensions of my body so just because i can't see them doesn't mean that i'm not aware of that weighing me down and the sheer joy i felt and it sounds ridiculous but it was joy to hit delete and clear 8 gigs of junk from my computer was liberating and it just sounds so ridiculous but that's exactly where it was and where i sat and i really want to encourage you to do the same thing there is nothing more frustrating than finding that you can't take photos because you've run out of memory and it's usually at a really inopportune time when that happens because you really wanted to document what the children are doing or maybe it's something in your personal life that you're really wanting to do and you sit there madly trying to find 50 photos to de- delete so that you can take more photos. So I, I really want to encourage you to start this year with a fresh clean slate on your on your phone, on your computer, if you keep paper files, uh, really keep those in check to go through and check with your service. What are things that they can take back from you? Because it's the approved provider's responsibility to keep documents. It's not necessarily the educator's responsibility. So if you can go through the last... 12 months or two years or however long you've been operating and give them the documents that they need to keep you can then dispose of everything else responsibly of course shredding it or burning it or however you're going to do it but that's going to clear space that really keeps energy flowing through your business otherwise it becomes stagnant just like having a shed that's full of resources that you can't access that you don't know what you've got quite often they're missing pieces or they're broken or they just had their time and we hang on to that for what purpose it takes up so much space and energy to keep a hold of that so that's tip number two Tip number three is to look back at the parts that worked last year. What were the bits that really made you sing? What were the bits that really um, worked so well that you want to duplicate this year? And let's plan more of that. Let's really look at those things and see if there's a common denominator or a common theme in those things that can give you an idea uh, for another tip that I have further down the track. But What are those commonalities that you can find that bring joy and lightness into your work or your personal personal life? And let's focus on that and bring more of that in because that's where we find ease and momentum and we can get things done and we're excited to jump up and do those things. Uh, Let's let's really commit to doing things that bring more ease and excitement into our day as we move forward into 2023. Um, Tip number, what are we up to? I should have numbered these. One, two, three. Tip number four is to look at the parts that didn't work. Now, we can just focus on the positives of every little thing as we go along in life, but it's often the things that didn't work that give us the best information. They give us the best ways to um, move forward. And even though feedback sometimes can sting a little bit, it's often the feedback that gives us the momentum and the impetus to try different things, to think outside of the box, to come up with different and and innovative ideas. So what are the things that didn't work for you last year? What needs to change? What do you need to alter to maybe not revisit that? or put in place? Maybe you felt like the parents didn't respect your time, you had no value over your time. So do you need to then look at putting a policy in place for your service around early drop-offs and late pickups? Is that something you need to consider? Is that something that you could put in place and really back yourself with and stand by so that you can respect your time as well. Because if you are not allowing or if you are not encouraging the families to respect your time, you there on some level you're not respecting your time either. So what is something that you can put in place Maybe it wasn't around that. Maybe it was something around your own children. Maybe you really fight, found it difficult to get move, get them moving in the morning and get getting them out the door on time and all that sort of stuff. So it was a real juggle for you between welcoming families and getting your own children off to school. Like what parts of that did not work? What can you put in place? And this is where discipline really comes in to doing the things you don't necessarily want to do, and it may take five or ten minutes to do that to bring ease somewhere else so could it be that you pack lunches the night before and you get your kids to pack their school bags and get their uniforms and shoes and you know swimming bags or library bags or musical instruments whatever it is that they need the next day and have that ready to go so that in the morning all they have to do is get up and have their breakfast get dressed make their beds brush their teeth do their hair and they're out the door like What is it that you can implement? What needs to shift? What do you need to do differently? And it takes courage to look at a system that you've possibly set up that no longer works. Trust me, I do it all the time. (laughs) What is it that you can do to bring ease to these areas that aren't working? So what needs to be in place? Have a real think about that because even though we would sometimes like to stick our heads in the sand It takes radical um, commitment to really look at these things that aren't working and assess them and be ruthless with these tasks too. And sometimes you're going to have to be ruthless with yourself. I have to do it. Put social media away. Like close your – I've got a flip phone now. Close your phone. Put your phone down. Turn it off. Go and do the things that you don't want to do. The thing for me that is my Achilles heel is washing. If I end up putting washing in the dryer and I don't take it out of the dryer the minute it's finished so it doesn't be all creased and it sits there, it will end up in a washing basket and I end up shopping out of my washing basket for weeks. And then the next load that happens Uh, The same thing happens and then it ends up getting dumped on top of the first load in the washing basket and it just starts this cycle of shopping out of a washing basket for wrinkled clothes where, you know, I might want to wear that dress but because I'm a procrastinator and I might only have 10 minutes to get out the door, I don't have time to iron that dress now. Whereas if I have the discipline of actually hanging my washing out on the washing line, most of it comes in and I don't need to iron it and I put it away straight away. I don't know what it is, the difference between the dryer and the washing line, but there is definitely something there that triggers me into massive procrastination. So for me, the discipline and the ruthlessness is I hang my stuff out on the washing line. I know if I don't, I'm in for weeks of this crap system that I set up for myself. Um, So my ruthless discipline is to make sure I hang my washing out and if maybe we've got a week of rain or whatever and I do use the dryer, I strategically put my clothes in the dryer at a time when I know I'm going to be able to go and fold them immediately because if my washing isn't folded, it doesn't go away. So... What are the things in your working life or personal life that spill over into your working life or vice versa that are causing disruption to the way you want to live your life and be ruthless with that and and really have that discipline to instigate change? Like we all know when something's not working, what we've got to do to do differently Let's be courageous and take that step and do it differently. Okay, step number five, what do you have to look forward to? What have you got happening this year that you are really so excited to head towards? Maybe there's a wedding or there's a family holiday, or your besties coming over from somewhere far, far away, or there's a concert you're going to. Like, what are those things? Let's print something out and put it in your planner Hopefully you're all using the Big Hearted Education Planner, but put it in your planner or wherever you're going to see it. Change your screensaver on your phone, like whatever it is, and just keep looking forward to that. Like let's really, really, really be excited about things and and set yourself little targeted goals, you know. So maybe it is that, okay, so by the time I get to that concert that's happening, uh, I want to have completed a 12 week challenge so that I'm feeling my best so I can dance for six hours straight or whatever it is. Um, Maybe it's a family holiday. So you wanna have some savings put away. So have little incremental goals that you can set for yourself to keep you motivated and really focused on that really exciting thing that you've got happening. And if you don't have something happening, why not? Let's plan something. The world is coming back alive again after the pandemic. Conferences are starting to happen again. Um, So uh, concerts are starting to happen again. The movies are kicking back off again and there's exciting things showing. The theatre is alive Art and museums are happening everywhere and holidays are easier to to go on now. Uh, Maybe it's not something that you want to spend money. Maybe you really want to have this beautiful garden space set up in your home. Like whatever it is that is something that you want to look forward to let's really start focusing on that and bringing our attention and our daily focus onto that because that's going to keep us feeling really really good about what we do particularly on those days and quite often at the beginning of the year there's a lot of separation anxiety that children feel it can feel like you're in the drudgery of life is that even a word? I don't know, but I'm sure it fits and I'm sure you know, conjured up for me walking in quicksand. Sometimes your days can feel really, really long when you're settling in new children and, and and getting a rhythm and a flow with a new group. So we really need to have something to look forward to. Okay, number six, I really want you to consider planning regular breaks for yourself. I say from experience, (laughs) the last two years, nearly every time I booked a holiday or some time off, something happened and I either couldn't go on my holiday or I had to cut my holiday short, or I had to work in my holiday time and break time. And that consequently led to me being completely and utterly burnt out at the end of last year. Um, Like just flat. I just was so flat. And I know a lot of you um, have felt the same or very, very similar um, this last couple of years too. It's been a lot. It has been a lot so I really I sat down at the end of last year in December um, and I planned out this year and the very first thing that I planned out the very first thing were holiday breaks for myself so every eight weeks or so now and I'm in a really privileged lucky position um, because I'm not working with the children this may not work the same for you um, some of you it might but some of you, you won't be able to have this um, freedom of time. I've worked nearly 10 years in my business to get myself to this point where I do have freedom of time, and I'm going to be transparent and say that I totally deserve it because the last two years I haven't done it and I haven't prioritised myself, and the consequence of that is that my creativity is Diminished severely. My ability to show up for my community is diminished incredibly. So, in order for me to keep showing up the way I want to show up for you, I have to prioritize time off to regenerate and rejuvenate myself and reset and recalibrate. So, for me, every eight weeks, I'm either having a long weekend or I'm having a week off. And some of those are because I'm attending professional development, but it's a break from my normal day-to-day. And I really want to encourage you to, at the beginning of the year, plan your time off and let your families know. This is going to be something for you to look forward to as well. Uh, I know some of you have to work, 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 but you have to take time off. Because if you are not refreshed and you're tired, you're going to end up being grumpy. You're going to have a short fuse. Your your patience isn't going to be where it's where it should be or could be. You're going to start resenting your work, and you're going to think family daycare is not the thing for me anymore. When really, if you could sh- get schedule in some time out, and you don't have to go anywhere, just schedule in so you can sleep in every day for a week and and you can sit in your home and enjoy your space without everybody else being there and really you know spend time with your family and your loved ones if that's what is going to float your boat or maybe you can go camping for a weekend or even if it's you go to the beach you commit to going to the beach every day and sitting in the sand and having a coffee and starting your day that way instead of having to rush 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 whatever it is it might just be one day every eight weeks. You, you just have one day off. If that's what you can manage, that's what you can manage. And if you can't manage any time off, carve out time for yourself in the weekends. Like really, really you owe it to yourself to recalibrate yourself as often as you can. And if we don't plan it, it doesn't happen because life gets in the way. Our own family's needs and wants overtake ours But you cannot pour from an empty cup. You really can't. And the only person who's going to save you from that pit of doom is yourself. And you have to love yourself enough to respect and honour that. And that's what my challenge for you today, today is, is to go and plan some time off so that you've got that to look forward to. Okay, number seven, work out what you need to put aside each week so you can enjoy that time off paid. So this is a challenging one and I know a lot of educators struggle with this because finances can be tricky and it can lead us to working constantly without taking time off because we can't afford to take the time off. But this is where ruthless discipline comes in. This is where you need to really look at what you're spending as an educator. Can you find yourself some free resources. Can you investigate and get onto Pinterest and find nature-based crafts that you can do with the children that don't cost you anything or cost you very little and put that money that you are spending on going to Kmart every couple of weeks and buying all the craptivities there and put that towards yourself so that you can have some paid, enjoyed time off. There's nothing like taking time off knowing that your bills are still going to be paid and that you're still going to put food on the table and that when you come back from holidays you don't have this mega tight fortnight because you've had no pay for a fortnight. So I really want you to work out what you need to put aside each week so that you can really deeply enjoy that time off. Um, if you haven't yet there we do touch on that in the 5 day kickstarter which is a free course on our website if you go to bigheartededucation.com Forward slash courses, you can um, download and watch that course. There is a particular night or day that we um, devoted to looking at income. Uh, and, fa- and, and failing that, if you want a deeper look into um, the profitable FDC, is the next course that we did, uh, which went really deeply into looking at how you structure your business. Uh, and how you can make it profitable for yourself. Um, So that is a paid course, so you can download that at any time and watch that um, as well. So there's the free one if you're not able to have that added expense at this point, and then there's the, the paid course as well. But really have a look at what you need to put aside each week to make sure that you can get paid time off. You deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. Okay, number eight go back to basics so this kind of follows on from that too why do we complicate everything why do we make it so difficult and get ourselves in a tease and and like confused am I doing enough am I doing too much anytime a person asks are they doing enough pretty much 90% of the time they're doing too much so let's get back to basics. Let's really, if if you don't follow us uh, and, and don't use our planner, uh, feel free to send us a um, request and we can send you a video that explains how the planner works, uh, which can help you to really reduce the amount of paperwork and documentation that you're doing in your day. Really, 20 minutes a day should be enough for you to, Uh, cover your documentation needs. We overcomplicate things so much and that comes from not clearly understanding the EYLF requirements. So we do lots of training and support around that too. We, I sort of say that a three-hour investment once every 12 weeks on pre-planning your intentional teaching, um, one three-hour investment and then 20 minutes a day is enough to make sure that you don't work outside of your normal working hours. I don't think educators need to be working outside their hours. They're not paid enough to do that. And when you're working from your home, the added uh, stress of working from home is enough. So really getting back to basics and doing Things that are going to keep you motivated and be sustainable in the long term is definitely something you need to look towards. If you're an educator that's setting up multiple experiences a day, stop, stop doing that. One, intentional teaching is enough for an entire day and then the children have space to explore and to really creatively flex their own imaginations. If we do too much, we take away from the children's ability to be able to be thinking for themselves. So really let's get back to basics. Okay, number nine, I want you to start slow and build up. Breathe. Let the children breathe. So many children have just come back to care After a hectic end-of-year season, families go and visit other families. They go camping. They go on trips. They do all these things. Their routine, their rhythm is all out of whack. These children are likely really, really tired. They may be coming into care for the first time. Um, These are massive emotional tolls on children. When we look at a child's life experience compared to ours, Their life experience is so short and the things that have massive impacts on them seem so minute to us but they have really big impacts on the children. So changes in rhythm and routine for children can be really, really challenging and it can leave children feeling really tired because there's no certainty. They don't know what's happening next. They don't know what's coming. They struggle. Their behaviour Um, tends to be different because they're emotionally wrecked they're strung out they're they're you know tired they're overstimulated and 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 they've had all these different people and different places to process and different different might be they've stayed with cousins and you know their cousins do things they're not allowed to do and you know you know the the drill It, it, it is big so Let's start the year in a slowed down pace and really just spend that time being present with the children. Don't over plan. Don't over create a burden for yourself. Like really just be gentle and start slow and allow the children time to decompress and unwind. And that's the beauty of family daycare is that that is so possible in family daycare to do And it's going to help you too to ease into the year and to feel good about the start of the year instead of feeling exhausted. Chances are you've got new children starting and chances are you're not going to be able to do too much as you settle children in anyway. But let's commit to staying slow. Let's commit to breathing every day and allowing the children to have long spaces to drop into their play. Without you being there guiding every single minute of it. That's tip number nine. And tip number 10: What professional development are you going to commit to doing this year? What are you going to do to help you broaden your perspective, to open your mind, to look at different ways of doing things, to keep you inspired, to keep you engaged? to keep you thinking in a different way, to, to to switch your thinking, like what is it that you're going to do? I know I am part of the Tina Tower um, uh, online coaching course in her mastermind and it is brilliant. We got together at the end of December and we did our 12-month planning Um, moving forward and we did our next quarter we look at quarters in that mastermind and we plan for the next three months but we had to also do our overall 12-month plan like the things that we really want to get into and I came away so inspired from that that it just Makes me go for people that haven't done any professional development, and I'm not saying first aid and sleep training and all that stuff is professional development. That's required um, development, but professional development is always going to trump the things that you have to do in terms of it should be something that you are really interested in, wanting to look more deeply into so that you can uh, really. Enjoy what you do and challenge yourself and meet other people that are on that challenging journey as well. And really, really deeply look at how you present yourself with the new knowledge that you learn. So, what professional development are you looking towards? There is so much online. There is so much in person now with the world starting to open up again. I myself am going to a multitude of professional developments. Um, first and foremost, um, I am keynote speaking at the New South Wales Um, Family Daycare Educators Association which is super exciting in May so I'll be attending the whole day and watching what everybody else has to say because I'm forever learning in this amazing ever-evolving early childhood education sector. I'm also going to the Inspire Um, conference put on by Siman Siman and Slattery in Sydney in March. So that's super exciting as well. Plus, there's all the business development stuff that I do in the mastermind that I'm in. And as well, the Camp Renegade, um, sorry, the Renegade Camp in America by Kirsten B. Peterson. I'm actually lucky enough to speak at that too. But because I'm speaking at that, I get to have a ticket. So I get to attend four days of this incredible conference. Now, there's a free ticket available for that as well as a paid ticket, which gives you access to all the stuff for 12 months. So if finances are something that hold you back, there's so much free stuff available. Um, There's also this really, really awesome thing that happens every week called the Big Heart to Heart, in case you haven't heard of that. This cool chick Victoria runs that. so we go live every friday across instagram and uh, facebook every friday at 12 30 queensland time during um, daylight savings time because i hate daylight savings it just throws a spanner in the works but if you can't catch it live you can always watch it back later that's always professional development too it's ways to keep you inspired and engaged that's what we need to work towards so what are some things that that you really want to explore and delve deeper into this year Um, maybe there's books and things that you want to read or um, you know there's other conferences that I don't know about yet I know there's a great one I read about the other day in um, WA later this year the Playworks guys that I just started following are going and talking there too so um, there's lots of other little things that happen. Children of the Wilderness uh, on the Gold Coast offer seasonal um, planning or or creative creative day sessions as well. So there's lots and lots and lots of different things happening around the place. Inspired Family Daycare quite often put great um, planning set uh, training sessions and professional development sessions on too. So you know, I really want to encourage you to step outside of your little comfortable box and extend yourself this year because these are the things that are going to keep you having things to look forward to and being energised and inspired by your own work. So those are my top 10 tips to start the year 2023 in a good place and to finish in a good place. So to summarise, I want you to... Think of your word. What is your word that's going to take you through this year and be that that yardstick for yourself to come back to? Number two is to clear the clutter on your phone, your computer, your files. So that unseen clutter, that stuff, you know, maybe you've got a junk room. I've had one of those in the years gone by. Um, and, And just clear it out. Get rid of it because the energy that you'll get from that will be so good and it'll free up more space for you. Number three is look back at the parts that worked and make sure you can provide more of that. Number four is look at the parts that didn't work and ruthlessly look at the things you need to change so that they don't happen again. Do you need to ask for help? Do you need to ask if someone has a policy on maybe parents dropping off early and picking up late, respecting your time? Maybe illness is a thing that happens in your service. Maybe it's your own children not getting ready for school, like whatever it is. Have a look at that and be ruthless in the things that you need to do to make sure that there's less of those things that didn't work. Number five, what do you have to look forward to and highlight those? What are you looking forward to this year? What have you already got planned? Let's put that first and foremost so that we have that to be excited about every day when we get to work. Number six, plan for regular breaks. I want you to plan at least one week holiday or at least two or three long weekends that you can take where you aren't doing anything for anybody but yourself and I don't want you to feel guilty for that. You work really, really hard and you deserve to have time off to enjoy yourself and to reset and recalibrate your own energy levels. Number seven, I want you to work out what you need to put aside each week so that you can enjoy that time out. That's pretty simple. Um, you can jump onto our courses, uh, bigheartededucation.com forward slash courses and download the free five-day Kickstarter course, which has a day on how to put aside and how to break that down. Or you can also invest in the profitable FDC. Number eight is go back to basics. Let's, be, let's do simple things let's just not overprogram yourselves and the children this year let's start that way and just see the difference that it makes in your in your daycare space number 9 start slow build and then build breathe let the children breathe we are not in a race Let's just start slow and be present with the children and yourself and just do things simply. Let's not overcomplicate our lives anymore. And number 10, PD. What is the course or the workshop or the conference that you want to go to or the books that you want to read or the personal study that you want to do? What is that this year? And go out and make a plan so that you make it happen. Well, that's it, my top 10 tips for creating a fabulous start to 2023. I hope that you got something out of this today and that you can put all of this in place, but if not all of it, some of it, <laughs> and and share, share, share with us what you got out of this today and what you think you can put in place and share the things that you think you might be challenged by because we can always problem solve with you and we can always encourage our community to assist you as well to get over those hurdles because sometimes those hurdles are only hurdles in our mind and they're not actual real hurdles and if we ask for help and we get ideas and inspiration from other people it can actually turn those things into difficult processes into simple easy to do why did I not do this 10 years ago kind of things so that's it for me today. I look forward to bringing a fabulous season of the Big Hearted Podcast to you. I've got some great guests lined up for the rest of this year. Uh, if you would like to come on to the Big Hearted Podcast too, you can also do that via our website. When you go on to uh, bigheartededucation.com forward slash podcast, down the bottom of that page is a little space for you to apply to come on to the podcast. So if you have an interesting story or Skill or something that you think other people might like to hear about we would love to hear from you because we always want to showcase people in our community to our community all right my friends have a beautiful day wherever you are and whatever you're doing big love to you for today hi friend thank you so much for joining us today i hope you got a lot out of today's episode When we work on our own we can sometimes be in a silo so having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback, so if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.